like I so I gave plasma today because I had time oh, and whatnot. Um, so I was like, do I really want to listen to this Woj podcast? <laughs> Seems and like did. you did more research than I did. Well, I mean, I'm stepping into some big shoes here. You know, yeah. uh, I'm uh, I got to know something, but I didn't listen to it, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Well, fine. Well, no, but um, but yeah, no. Are, did you get do- did you just get done with the ride? Uh, I got done with the ride around ten thirty. Not too bad. I've just been working because I'm on some deadlines. Deadlines. Well, in that case, working nine to five, more like eleven to three, but that's okay. Cause they're still gonna pay me. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello, and welcome into another edition, rendition, whatever you want to call it, of Unsalvageable. I am your permanent host, the number one host going forward, Greg Foster, as Sarah has abandoned this podcast for literal greener pastures. She's like somewhere off in like the highlands of Scotland or like, I don't know, maybe she's in the queue. Maybe she's like just sitting, waiting to see an old dead lady. I could, I, you know, that sounds like. Sarah seems like the type of woman who would just who just loves to wait, loves to just sit on a street and just wait for the fleeting opportunity to see uh, a rolling casket. At any rate, we should welcome in the producer and now new co-host of the show, yes. Matthew Nanez. Matt, how you doing? Dude, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh I'm happy that I will no longer be slandered for my Twitter handle, at least by Sarah. I can't make any promises about you. But you know, I've got the floor now. Billy Corgan did the f- worst landslide cover. I you know, I disagree with you. Wait, I, you don't, I you, hate you, it. You, I hated it. You would take the Dixie Chicks or the yeah, or the Absolutely. Chicks? The Chicks. The Chicks. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Matt Remains and Company. Yeah, no, I, good I would actually that. probably just take Stevie Nicks singing it. You know, sometimes if it's if it's not broken, we don't fix it. I gotta see her. I gotta see her perform that over the summer when she was at USANA. Yeah, I'm not a religious man, but that was pretty close to a religious experience. How close were you to crying? I would. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't emotional. I, you know, right. I wasn't crying. Like I wasn't on the verge of tears, but it was just like one of those cool moments that like, yeah. you know, a, a little bit of like an out of body realization of like, oh, wow, I really get to see this legend. Yeah. And she's 74 and still killing it. There's something to be said about like watching greatness in front of you. Yeah. Right? Um, it's it's like it's why you try to make an effort to go see like LeBron while you can. Yeah. Or, or Giannis or whatever. I still exactly, I, I exactly. Like you, and yeah. you know what? I made a mistake when I was in college of not doing that and not yeah. taking the opportunity. And I was, I was, I think either a junior or senior in college. Anyway, just dead broke, total broke boy. Sure. Like working, 
part-time while going to school, like barely making my rent. And George Carlin was coming into town. Yeah. George Carlin is my favorite comedian of all time. I've read a ton of his books, seen all of his specials, like absolutely love the guy. Um, and I decided, you know, I really wanted to go, but the tickets were pricey. And I decided mm-hmm. like, you know what? He'll be back. And he died like two months later. Yeah. And to this day, I like still kick myself. And like, I, I made the, like the smart, like prudent financial decision. Right. But I'm older. I'm wiser. I have a little bit more discretionary income. And now I don't care. I'm willing to be financially reckless to be able to (laughs) witness greatness. Yeah. I should have done that. I mean, uh, with, with Bob Dylan, I know people have opinions about Bob Dylan. Yeah, about Bob Dylan. Uh, the are changing. Well, now he's got like the scratchy throat because of cigarettes. Like, yeah, a lifetime of cigarettes. But it's uh, like the times they are changing. Very keen. You kind of sound like if uh, Butthead was like seven years old. <laughs> Butthead doing a Bob Dylan impression. <laughs> Hey, speaking of buttheads. Sure. Uh, oh, great, great segue. Oh, my gosh. This is what I do. Man. Um, Robert Sarver. Yeah. Like that whole thing has seemingly uh, come to an end. That saga that we have talked about in previous episodes that you can go and look up on a network that uh, won't be named. Because once again, a reminder, fully independent, baby. We are a part DIY. of our network. Um. Anyway, let's talk about the Sarver situation. Sure. Adam Silver announced, what was it, a couple days ago now that Sarver will have to, he's he's suspended from the league for a year year for for the upcoming season, correct? Mm -hmm. As well as has to pay a fine of $10 million. Yeah. But he does not have to... uh, surrender his team and honestly like watching adam silver twist himself into a pretzel during that press conference Mm -hmm. was wildly uncomfortable and like honestly disgusting and like am i surprised at the decision no i'm not am i disgusted by it Yes, absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, is that this is the system in which we live in in this country. Sure. The rich and powerful in this country live by a different set of rules and never in this country have the rich and powerful ever been fully brought to justice. And we can this is this is not the podcast for that. I'm not I don't have to sit there and list examples, but they are out there. And I'm happy to have a conversation with you outside of this podcast about why that is. Um, it just, it just sucks, man. Like, mm-hmm. like, especially in, in lieu of the, the Donald Sterling situation, which yeah. for the record was a worse situation and like, is Power. a much grosser guy. And if you go into like the, the, the housing discrimination history of Donald Sterling, you can understand like why, why it was, it, it was exacerbated because mm-hmm. that is a man who did real damage to lots of people especially people of color yeah and, and i think for me like i mean we're about several years you know 
the Donald Sterling saga is behind us that farther back. It's in a rearview mirror. So I had to think about like, okay, what did he actually do? <laughs> you know, because obviously right. it, was, it was terrible. And I'm, and I would say com- compared to like yourself or some other people who are like NBA Twitter, NBA writers, you know, I don't have as much knowledge of that particular situation except like it was it was just really really bad and the one thing that i read uh while i was kind of going through this news is that the reason why the league was so much more willing to kick uh sterling out is that he was affecting their business he was affecting their bottom line like at the the end of the day the nba is a capitalist league right it's a league that is that is based around they sell a product for a profit. Mm-hmm. And when that profit is affected, then you have to act. And none of that, like, yeah, there's that, there's that great, let's see, that great tweet by by Kurt, uh, Kurt Hyland at Basketball Talk, where he said, yeah. to me, the key difference between Sterling and Sarver, when the Sterling tape went public, team and league sponsors, Kia, CarMax, State Farm, pulled back from the Clippers. It was financial for the other owners. That has yep. yet to happen around Sarver and the Suns. So you can you can expect a little bit of inaction and some leniency mm-hmm. when these when, when what Sarver did didn't affect the league's bottom line, because ultimately that's what it's all about, right? Right, and also during that time, r- correct me if I'm wrong, but CP3 was on the Clippers at that point. Yeah, correct. Wasn't he also the State Farm? Didn't he also was, was yes? Uh, uh, yeah, he, he was. was the, the he was a, a State Farm spokesperson and had done all the all the commercials. Yeah, so it was a big deal, and it, and it was real. It was affecting his bottom line too. So if, if I remember correctly, even Chris Paul and came out. Of course, out, he spoke. Chris Paul being the uh, president of the players' union, and also the unifying factor as far as like him being on the Phoenix Suns now, dealing with uh, an owner who is imagine I mean, we're, having we're, to go from Donald Sterling to Robert Sarver. Yeah, I'm actually it, starting to feel bad for Chris Paul. Yeah, God, man. <laughs> it takes a lot. Do you know what? If there's anything, you, if know, there's this, any you know, a you know a situation is dog shit. When I have to feel sorry for like the weenie that is Chris Paul. Yeah, and it's it's funny for me because like at least in my eyes, like there hasn't been a player in the past couple of years where like I've kind of flipped on as far as like if he's mm-hmm. a heel or a face. You know, we all know that he, he, he's, he's. I mean, at the end of the day, he's just he's legitimately one of the greatest players in the history right. of so basketball. Right. So getting that respect, but, but he's now just he's yeah, this, he's he's just irritating. He's like a mosquito. Yeah, you know? and now he's in this situation where he's dealing with this again. And I, when this all started, the Suns, other than that statement that put out like the next day when they're in the playoffs, like mm-hmm. they've said. No one has said a thing. Nothing. Nothing. Radio I, silence. I don't know if that's a directive. Oh, you, you, you know it Probably. has to be. Probably. It has to be. But you now. That, like, they, they, yeah. they turn that organization into Fort Knox, man. Yeah, which is, it's wild because there's so many, like, respectable people on that bench. And, you know, Monty Williams, like, amazing coach, amazing person. It's like, yeah. how, how could they not? And But now that this ruling has come out. LeBron James has come out like the yeah uh, the Players Association president has come out I believe uh, so it's it makes me wonder if like the you know 
the wagons are circling in this situation. Yeah. I mean, but, but, but yeah. nothing ultimately is going to happen. Right. Unless like the bottom line is affected. Like, right. are we actually going to see a, a player protest over this? Which I, you yeah. know, I'm not holding my breath. We didn't see that in, you know, that, that got snuffed out real quick in the bubble. Right. And walking. again, like, but, but what, what I think this is, is like, there's, it's, it's part of a bigger, bigger thing of like, we really have to stop thinking of the NBA as like the woke league. Right. It's, it's not, it's, it's not, which is like, yeah. that's, that's fine. I understand like, like my, my personal politics, my personal beliefs are always going to be uh, in contrast to the NBA and that's fine. Yeah. But like this, like this weird, like being under the auspices of like being woke, the woke league because like players were able to put like uh, say her name on the back of their jerseys. Sure. It just it always reminds me of the Malcolm X quote talking about liberals about how like liberals are very good about showing like little like little gestures sure. to show social change. It's why you get like you know like Black Lives Matter painted at Library Square here in Salt Lake City. Mm. But in the grant or like why you got say her name and justice reform on the back of jerseys. But at the end of the day, is that actually is 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 that actually affecting any sort of change or is it just like a gesture that makes people feel good? Mm-hmm. I would vote for the for the latter. Yeah. And and I think for me, because I'm I, I I think we've talked about this like off camera before. Like I'm sure. I'm I'm not as like I would say I'm not as like left as you, but compared to people who would say that NBA is a woke league, sure. Like I'm pretty like pretty left. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, you're um, a you're a you're a pinko commie right. scum. <laughs> That's right. But like, it's hard to say like the, like what you're saying. Like, how truly is that affecting people? Right. Like, of course, like NBA can raise money. Like, I don't, I forget if that's what they did while they're in the bubble, right? Like if there's any sort of, yeah, I'd have to go back and check. It certainly wouldn't like, surprise me. And I'm sure that there was individual either. donations. And like, I know that, uh, players pitched in and like, I remember, I forgot right. the name of the, 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 the poor kid who was shot in Sacramento and then DeMarcus cousins uh, paid for his entire funeral yeah. and covered, covered everything. Like you get that kind of thing, That's but I would have to individual go back and see if the league actually pledged. Right. Anything. But it seems to right. be more atomized and more individualized. And, and I think, you know, going back to Adam Silver, you know, pretzeling himself <laughs> um, on on live TV. I can't remember if it's live, but like you, he's getting peppered with with questions in and we're we're going to introduce some brand new technology here on the podcast. Uh, we've got some audio of Howard Beck questioning him over, you know, why is there a different standard? Because like if you and I did that, that did that we'd sort be of out of jobs. Out. We'd be out of jobs. We'd if I if I was at my here. office yeah. and said looked at looked at a, a, a female colleague and said you've never seen this big something this big before, right. I would be out on my ass before I finished that sentence, and rightfully so. Yeah. So let's cut real quick to uh, you know what up Beck Howard Beck and and, and see what uh, Adam Silver has to say about about that. <laughs> I think everybody in this room would agree that if any of us had said or done even a small percentage of the things that Robert Sarver has been shown to have said and done, we would be fired. And I assume that anybody working at Olympic Tower, if they had done even a percentage of that, would be fired. And anybody who worked for any of your 30 teams would easily be fired. Why would there be a different standard, understanding the complications of removing an owner, 
why should there be a different standard for the owner of an NBA team than there would be for everybody who works in this league? Fair question. I, I don't say you, you alluded to it, Howard, that there are particular rights here of someone who owns an NBA team as, to some, as opposed to somebody who is an employee. I, I, the equivalent of a $10 million fine and a one-year suspension, I don't know how to measure that against a job, but I have certain authority by virtue of this organization and that's what I exercised. Um, I don't have the right to take away his team. I don't want to rest on that neat legal point because of you course- did it. You did it with Sterling. Yeah, I think that's all we really Man, need to like, and the, like, <laughs> There's that's, more, that's but- the, That's the thing that like really bothers me too is that earlier in the press conference, you, you heard Adam Silver directly say that Robert Sarver's conduct and what he did was quote, indefensible. And then yeah. he spends the rest of the press conference defending him. Right. And then another, a couple of other notes, too, that I found. Tim Bontemps from the uh, uh, yep. ESPN, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, ESPN. Um, he was kind of typing up his, you know, his his tweets while this is going on. He yep. says, Adam Silver says that at no point during the process did he discuss with Sarver the possibility of him voluntar- voluntarily choosing to sell the Phoenix Suns. So that's one thing. It's like... I feel just, like just just a, just a casual conversation between between buds and like it just didn't come up. Right. Especially like previous precedent. And also yeah. uh, Vincent Goodwill yes. uh, from Yahoo uh, said that Silver says Sarver has evolved as a person, quotes evolved as a person over the 18 years and owning the sons with his behavior. Um, so, so for me, what, he's not like, he's not directly talking about his dick to like his underlings in the or- organization. I think like we, we have a, like a yeah. large enough body of evidence and like, this is this Robert Sarver being a piece of shit has been well known for how long am I supposed right. to just think that like, he's had this come to Jesus moment. No brand me cynical. I don't care. I need to yeah. actually see it. And right. I'm going to take Adam Silver at his word. I'm sorry. I'm as a person. I'm I'm big on second chances. I'm big on forgiveness. I'm, uh, but at the same token, I'm also big on consequences. <laughs> yeah, man. Like that's, that. that's literally how. Like that's my entire parenting philosophy. Is that I do what I can to try to be a consultant for my child and present yeah. him with options and choices, but then. You have to hold that child accountable and you have to deal with the natural repercussions of your decision. Oh, I don't want to go to bed right now. Okay, fine. We're going to be up. Breakfast is at 7 a.m. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't change. So you know what? I'm sorry that you're tired, kid. You decided to play video games until 2 o'clock in the the morning. That was your choice. Now you have to be up because – we have we have a schedule and you have responsibilities. And like yeah. I, I'm with you, man. Like you have to it just doesn't feel like the, the the punishment fit the crime whatsoever. And again, I'm not I'm not at all surprised. Yeah. Um uh, I think one last bit of information while we were talking, they have named a brand new interim. Uh interim oh, really? I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Let's open this up. 
great audio opening up tweets. Vice Chairman and Minority Owner Sam Garvin has been appointed interim governor of the team during the suspension, sources tell ESPN, Baxter Holmes. So, well, cool. I, there I we go. That guy is. I, 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 I honestly, I wish him the best. <laughs> I don't have, like, Good I don't luck. harbor hatred towards the Suns. I actually like them as a team. I think they're fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Devin Booker. I like, I know, I like, the, I like their roster. I know that they, they underachieved this last year, but like, they're a good team. And I don't know. I don't wish harm on, on, other people in the organization, I just want to see yeah. uh, a bad man uh, get what's coming to him. Right on. I I agree. So shall we uh, talk about what's been in the, <laughs> in jazz Twitter, uh, jazz news the past couple days? We've had well, a lot should, of... Media. I mean, I feel like we should probably talk about a little bit as a Donovan Mitchell was officially announced uh, as a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He had an induct yeah. or introductory press conference this this week. It seems like he seems very happy. Seems mm-hmm. like the 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 Cleveland Cavaliers organization is over the moon to have him, which rightfully so, awesome yeah. player joining an incredible cast. I I am so excited. Um yeah. And you know what? I'm uh I'm just, you know, I'm happy for the guy. Yeah, and and I kind of feel like I think my take, because I am too, because like he, yeah. um, his talent deserves to be on a on a winning team, and they're definitely definitely going to be. They're going to be good, man. Team. They're going to be great. We'll top four East easily. Uh, I think so. Yeah, but unfortunately, I kind of feel like the uh, celebration has been um, overshadowed a bit by the media aspects. Sure. Of it all. Yeah. Um, for instance, during the um during the press conference, someone asked him about like if he thought he was gonna be at New York. Yeah. And that's generated a bit of controversy. Boo hoo, uh, man. It didn't work uh, out for you guys. Like again, you know everybody knows my policy on stuff like this. I'm tapping the sign right now. Sucks to suck, dude. You didn't get the deal done. Somebody else swooped in and did. That's how these things work, man. Free market, baby. Yeah, it almost seems like because I wanted to make sure I heard his voice in order to get like the right context, and because he was talking about how he for sure, like pretty much like ninety nine point nine percent thought he was going yeah. to the Knicks, and he said something to the effect of like, "Hey, I was going home. I haven't, I haven't lived in Connecticut. You know, well, I mean, I'm sure he has a residence in Connecticut, sure. but basically, like, yeah, my mom's there. Who wouldn't want to?" You know, play yeah, who wouldn't want to be with family? I mean, that's that's the reason. That's the whole reason I live in Utah, is because yeah. my my friends and family are here. Yeah, I think and we so, can all relate to that. Yeah, and and a lot of people have equated that to be like, well, he was out the door to New York anyway. Who cares, dude? Water under the bridge. He's gone. Yeah, like and I, yeah. Just, jazz fans, Jazz Nation, take a deep breath. I want you to na- namaste with me a little bit. We're going to talk this through. Um, let's uh, let's focus on the positives, and that is you had a player that took the Jazz from complete obscurity and irrelevance and got them to a number one seed. And did it ultimately work out? And like, did we reach the mountaintop as a, as a fan base and as an organization? No, but it was great, and we all knew the writing was on the wall, and we all knew that that. 
this team had reached its peak. And honestly, would you have rather had another Gordon Hayward situation? No. Where there's rumors swirling forever and then nothing happens? I mean, that, that, was, that was a huge problem. The Jazz should have gotten rid of Gordon Hayward when they had the chance. The way that they did with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And look yeah. at what you got. Sure, I do not expect the Utah Jazz to be a good team next year. I do not think they are going to make the the playoffs um there's going to be some struggles but you can't tell me that you are not optimistic for the future when you see the haul that you got for donovan mitchell and rudy gobert this is how this league works and honestly you should we we should be praising the jazz front office for creating deals that work well for both sides minnesota is going to be good this season cleveland could have four all-stars in their starting lineup with Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, and Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, you've got Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio on the bench. Like, that's you got to be, you got to be thrilled, man. I, I understand want having loyalty to your team, but if I could give Jazz Nation any sort of advice, it is be a fan of the league. Yeah. Like, it's expand so much your horizons and just realize that we are in an awesome position in 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 this league there's never been more parity there is there is widespread talent all over the league and enjoy it man yeah and it might be like like, yeah it might be jumping the gun like you know further segments ahead but like when you're a fan of the league you get to appreciate what's happening right in front of you right especially as we were kind of seeing like how this team is beginning to come together Right. You can start being me like, okay, I'm going to buy a 5 to $10 ticket in the upper bowl, get a beer and some nachos, and see what Laurie Marketing can do. Right. Like, that's, that's, can do. Yeah, that's super that's, exciting. That's and you know what? If it doesn't work out, change the channel and yeah. watch the Bucks play the Hawks. Watch yeah. Trey Young go head-to-head with Giannis. Watch Chris Middleton and DeJounte Murray battle it out. Yeah, and kind of going back to the the media tour, like I think the the hottest thing, not hottest, like I sound like a a, <laughs> a the marketer, hottest thing. the hottest the, the DJ, DJ Matthew Swans never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, of course, we had that Danny Ainge. I don't think we've talked about the Danny Ainge presser. We're not going to have our own segment of that. But like he was sure. saying, when he came into the team, it was clear to him that this team did not believe in each other. And a good chunk, well, yes, they did not believe in each other. Yeah, like big, big time, you know, this is shocking, breaking news to anybody who paid attention to last season. Yeah, and then you got like Donovan being like refuting that. that, I think that's been like the interesting thing to come come out of this, like his point of view versus. But at the same time, you got to think about the optics and the, this is a man who's like, obviously like. Donovan has done PR training and he, you mean he's a smart enough guy to understand that you can't go scorched earth in a situation like this. And you can't be like, nah, I didn't, I I didn't, I didn't believe in Rudy. I didn't believe in Boyron. I didn't believe in Mike. Quinn Snyder's a big dumb doofus. (laughs) Like you can't, you can't do that. So of course I can understand why he would refute that. That is the smart, prudent PR thing to say. Yes. I I would agree with that. Like, I think, you know, if I'm putting my Homer hat on, like all of us, especially uh, maybe not all of us, not but speaking for a lot of jazz fans, mm-hmm. especially the online set, you know, it, especially back to when Quinn left, 
Yeah. It was like, and news got leaked to Woj, right? Uh-huh. It's like, oh, Woj is carrying water for CAA and, and Donovan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you could say, like, Donovan's saying that or whatever his responses are, are from that, right? And and I guess you're right because what I didn't, like, I, I didn't consider the fact, like, had he agreed with Ainge. Yeah. <laughs> like just whether or not he's lying like i I kind of i i don't i don't want to accuse him of of lying or anything at all but i mean at the same time we all saw the product last year especially of like donovan how many times did we see donovan go rogue or look off his teammates or look off go bear like we have a body of evidence to the contrary yeah like the way that donovan mitchell and the utah jazz played last year because I don't think it was just simply a Donovan problem. I think this no, was a ubiquitous, pervasive problem throughout the entire team. They didn't trust each other. They got tight in those situations. They didn't know what to do because they couldn't trust each other. And like, yeah. we, like we saw the result. We saw, I mean, the Jazz blew what, 15, 16? It was amazing. Uh, 16, or I think it was like 16 double Double, digit second half leads like that is that is right there you don't need any more evidence about trust issues on a team when that is the on on court product that is the result in 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 Ainge called it yeah and you know what i i have to come on and like do and and admit it i've said it before and i'll say it again i am thrilled at the at the the sheer amount of crow i've had to eat (laughs) <laughs> over the over this offseason on Danny Ainge. Yeah. I'm fully Danny Ainge hive. And the biggest thing is him being able to read the writing on the wall and make the necessary changes. And not only that, but but convince the powers that be, the Ryan Smiths and the rest Huge. of the 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 people in the organization. I also don't think it's just Danny Ainge, too. I know that he's the big yeah, name, but like Justin Zanuck was a huge yeah. part of this, especially when we hear that he was the one actually pulling the levers and the trades. And um yeah. so those those two, that two-headed monster, um having the foresight to do what they did, which takes gigantic balls. Right. Like what how how to, to, to tear something down that's actually getting a pretty good result and you're like, this is a team if you if you kept it like they were gonna make the playoffs again this year. They probably you know sure. they're not gonna compete for a title, but like you could at least put on a, a like a good product. And I have to think like, you know, trading your your two all-stars is going to affect the bottom line of this team. Um yeah. and to be able to do do the smart, prudent, hard thing is commendable like good things come to an end man yeah that's how this that's how this world works that's how life works so just enjoy it while you have it and you know what new chapter donovan gets to go play for an awesome team with the Cavs. rudy gets to go play for the minnesota timberwolves we get to watch a young up-and-coming team with budding with potential sure all i see are three very half full glasses right there yeah i agree and going back to you saying like the front office having gigantic balls so one another thing donovan has said in in this press tour is that he's he had gone to the front office and said do whatever you can but don't break up me and rudy so if that's to be believed then we can say that ainge even has bigger resolve bigger balls to do that yeah right that's awesome. insane. I mean, we all like this. We knew this was untenable 
you know, like take the name of the podcast. I know that was like a joke and tongue in cheek, but like where there's smoke, there's fire, man. And you know what? It didn't work out. And that's just fine. How many of us have been through a breakup in our lives? I've been through several. It happens. I was uh, considering bringing up uh, a particular breakup. So uh, now we're going into Matt's personal life corner. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, like, it's true. Yeah. Though. And you know what else is, I think is very silly are the, are, are the fans who are getting mad at a hypothetical situation. Yeah. Oh, Donovan was out the door. He was going to go somewhere. You don't know that dude. I mean, it, it might be, you're probably right. And again, where there's smoke, there's fire, but like, you got to cross that bridge when we get there and we weren't there and a lot could have happened. But again, hats off to the front office mm-hmm. for reading the writing on the wall and making the necessary changes. And for those who are saying that it was going to be New York all along, whether it's now or later, all it takes is, is Cleveland making it to the Eastern Conference finals. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. and Which is a possibility, man. They're going to be good. Oh, yeah. They're deep. Yeah. So... As far as I'm concerned, like as far as the Don drama is concerned, you know, I'm largely done with it <laughs> after this yep. podcast. I want to move. I want to move forward because we have really cool stuff happening here in in Salt Lake City. So, um, hats off to Danny Ainge. Good luck to uh, Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, good luck to both. Good luck to yeah, both, both of them. I, yeah. I like again. I harbor no ill will. I'm still a Donovan Absolutely. Mitchell fan. I'm still a Rudy Gobert fan. I want to see them succeed. Yeah, and all this to say as well. One another thing I wanted to mention, then we can move on. Um, man, they're just kids. They're humans. They're figuring yeah. this out. You know, and- he's 25 years old, dude. Think, think about all the dumb shit you did when you were 25. Yeah, it's beyond the pale yeah, dude like <laughs> uh anyway yeah, like put yourself yeah. in the in in like in in their shoes think about like the stupid stuff you did throughout your 20s like again these are human beings at the end of the day agreed agreed i'll be trying to make it to that first utah home game if yeah. i as far as versus cleveland or and or you know minnesota i'll be trying there for guys and uh Again, yeah. I am financially irresponsible. <laughs> if there's one thing that you should learn about this particular episode of Unsal- Unsalvageable, um, it's to do things that you won't regret. Yeah. I mean, you know what? If I have to work an extra <laughs> five, 10 years at a desk, so be it, man. At least I can say that I had fun when I was like capable. Sure. Yeah. That's right. Uh, anyway. Speaking of the the state of the jazz and and the team, we of course are still following the uh, trade rumors that I'm using with air quotes. There are talks about a potential uh, deal with Boyan to the Lakers, Uh, Jordan Clarkson potentially to the Bucks and the Kings. Last time I checked, if anything happens, if you can absolutely bet your bottom dollar that we will be are covering it right here on unsalvageable that's uh, the second the news drops so we are all on pins and needles waiting with bated breath as you all are and again if something happens we're on it greg yes if there is one person on the block right now so let's just talk about clarkson bogey and conley uh-huh who do you think would be staying for the whole year clarkson 
I agree. I, I mean, like, and I don't have any evidence other than just like vibes. And I think like he would fit like a young, like upcoming team in a new system. And like, you know, you I think he would be able to like, and we're, we're also talking about like bogey. He's, he's the youngest of the three bogey and Conley. Conley's very much at the tail end of his career. Bogey probably has a couple more years. Like he may get one more contract after this. And yeah. you know what? This, this is probably going to be blasphemy to jazz fans. And you know, I don't care, but I kind of would like to see the bogey on the Lakers. Cause yeah. I can't, I, I legitimately yeah. can't think of a better player playing next to LeBron. Yeah. Then Boyan Bog. I like let like Boyan's not great at initiating offense. He's not a playmaker, but what he is, he he can do a few things. He can work in the post. You know, he's he's a he's a a four level scorer. And like, what does he do better than just about anybody in the league? Catch and What's shoot. That? There we go. And who yeah. sets up players for catch and shoot situations better than LeBron? Who's that? Almost no one. <laughs> yeah, i remember well, like i remember like this was months ago but like nba twitter got mad at me because i said that lebron james is like might be the greatest point guard of all time yeah and they were like no, he doesn't, he's not a point guard he's a small forward power forward and he's it's like the ball in his hands. <laughs> does he take the yeah does he take the ball up the court and initiate the offense and run everything cool he's a point guard that's a point guard <laughs> yeah and like probably the best of all time <laughs> Yeah, that's oh man. Okay, so that this summer has been a unique experience for me because I've been more outspoken about like NBA takes, right? Sure. And then you've got fan bases like New York's and LA's. You're trying to reason with them. I was trying to reason with someone that Bojan would be an excellent fit next to the Lakers. And granted, I was also talking about Mike Conley. Like if Mike yeah, Conley, yeah, yeah. Was and I think team. Conley would be good too. He would be I great. think like, I think they both fit in really well. Secondary ball handler, like playmaker, playmaker. What is what does Conley do better than just than just up like is a top tier uh guy in the NBA? What does he do incredibly well? He's a great three point shooter. He's a great three point shooter, and he's a fabulous runner of the pick and roll. Yep. And you've got if if he's healthy, Anthony Davis is as good as anybody in the pick. Yeah, and and yeah, and, and yeah. So I'm trying to like reason with Lakers fans <laughs> like, hey, these guys like are literally a 10 point swing if you got rid of Russell Westbrook and put yeah. these guys on your team. And I'm advocating for the Lakers, which is like you said, blasphemy. Yeah, I could not believe I was putting myself in that position. Lord help me. But dude, if you just if you just look at the situation like objectively and just like yeah. sit back and see. You know, if you have like a, a modicum of like NBA intelligence, you can see how it could work. And I yeah, wouldn't be, you much. know, and especially if like the the Lakers would be able to give us like the Jazz more picks, and you know, I'm sure the I mean the the rumors would be a Russell Westbrook buyout. You know what? Fine, cool. Yeah, Jazz I do know a bajillion dollars off the books and a couple more picks. Fine. Although I do think there is some evidence on Twitter that you want to see Russell actually playing with the I would Jazz. Love that. Are you like <laughs> again? I am Russell Westbrook Hive. I love that dude. I am a huge fan of basketball cocaine. I know that he comes with flaws, sure. you know. But like, you want the best? I my here's my hot take: the okay. best Brilliant. possible situation for someone like Russell Westbrook is 
a fledgling team that doesn't really care all that much about winning and can allow someone like Russell Westbrook to shoot 30 times a night and go out and get his stats. What better situation than a young Utah Jazz team? He I, I would not, I would, I would, I would love it. Although I know, I, I know like yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to get absolutely flamed for this. <laughs> Don't care. This is, I've called this year the year of the chaos jazz. And I think yes! that was, no. let's go vibes, dude. Let's go chaos. Like, like again, I, I keep sounding like a broken record, but I'm just so excited to watch this team with absolutely no expectations. Although I do think the chances of that happening are slim to none now. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's fun to talk about and it's fun to speculate. It's even to the point where I'm even embracing the awful branding that we had a whole show about. Oh, that's still a stinker. I'm I'm not going to be happy watching those uniforms, but you know what? I'm all about the irony. I'm I'm making my peace. God, man, we gotta we gotta stop letting Nike. (laughs) <laughs> though design these just bum ass simple stripped down uniforms they're bad the cavaliers ones are bad the nets ones are New bad nets. i understand that like simple and minimalist is like in vogue right now yeah but you have to do at least I, like there's a way that you can approach minimalist design and still make it look clean and like presentable and not like a practice jersey or you can go the other side of the coin which is like the 90s are in again yeah Bring back i mean the 90s. <laughs> yeah i mean you have Purple a pumpkins twitter handle and like baggy jeans are cool so i'm yeah i mean jinko jinkos are well they were back yeah. i don't know how much that we do that like why not we, there should be like a gimmick uh night for the jazz where they change the name of the team to the utah jinkos and they like they dress like like how you know like that that old like bugs bunny and tasmanian devil shirt that yeah. like, is really cool like the really like the super big baggy pants and the baseball jersey they just do something big like dog that. shirts yeah why not oh who cares gosh. um so i we... mean the, the planet's burning who cares why not bring back the copper and black all right yeah let's do it at yeah. any rate um we're going to put a bow on this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. You know what to do. Like, rate, review, subscribe. We're on another channel. Again, we are independent. Make sure that you have subscribed to the new feed and not, you know, are, are waiting for updates on the uh, the network that will not be named. Um, and also, if you like what we do, we're 100% independent. We, we do this research, we record this show because we love it and we're passionate about basketball. If you like that, feel free to kick us some, a, a few bucks. You can subscribe on our Anchor FM website. You can, you can donate on my Twitter page, at DadShamDad. Um, yeah, and again, if you just like what you do, feel free to show us your support. That would be incredibly appreciated. And also, the season is coming up. We're going to be talking a lot, putting out a lot, putting out a lot of episodes. Yes. If you want your local business slash brand advertised, we will sh- we will be shills for you. Yeah, we're happy to talk about like how awesome your sandwiches are. I love sandwiches. Dry cleaning. I love starch. Ooh. 
That's you know? the that's the creative uh, brain going on there. You got the bread starch, and you, you got, got a tire the, shop. Yeah, this is where the rubber meets the road, folks. Boom. There's a let's reason. Make it, let's why. make it happen. Yeah, holler at yeah. us. Our DMs are wide open. Wide open. Just our like... our, our DMs <laughs> are Utah receivers against SUU open. That's right. That's a <laughs> great way to bring it back to the local audience, my guy. This is this is what I do. Um, this is why I'm a professional, and uh, this is why I got a journalism degree. There you go. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Um, hopefully by then. I don't know. I haven't talked to Sarah because she's halfway around the world. She might be back. If she's not, who cares? Because you know what? I got it handled. No, I'm just kidding. We, we love Sarah. <laughs> At any anyway, any rate, uh, we'll see you later, folks. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Ciao.